salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commish. So May 18th is the date that should be circled on your calendar to watch the play-in tournament, of which we have six teams. No, excuse me. We have eight teams going at it with six games to play within a three-day span or something along that line. Maybe it's three days, maybe it's four days. But these games are for contention, for a shot at the playoffs, seventh and eighth seed, of which I said last week that LeBron James feels like it's the most ridiculous thing, most absurd thing you could do is to have a playing tournament. I'm not going to go too far into the playing tournament as of the second. I want to talk a little bit about load management. I once did a show on load management, and this pertained to Kawhi Leonard because of the fact that Kawhi Leonard was coming off injuries. I think he had some injury to his knee or his ankle at the time. So because we're getting close to the end of the season, He decided not to play in large part because of load management. Now, I'm pretty sure people that are listening to this show understand that when we're talking about load management, this is just another way of saying I don't feel like playing today. That's a loose translation of what load management really is. It's just your way of saying I'm not going to play today. It's not to say that I'm hurt. It's not to say that I'm sick. It's just to say that in spite of how I feel, And given that we have but just a few days to heal before the start of the playoffs, I am not going to play. And so many people are up in arms about that. Not me, but there's a lot of other fans that feel as though if you're going to suit up, you, you should play. Unless there's something so severe that's happened to you where you cannot play. There's no reason why you shouldn't play, even if it means just getting some rest before the start of playoffs, as is the situation now. LeBron James takes it upon himself to use load management, allegedly, as a means to not play for the last few games. Of course, the man is probably hurt. I wouldn't doubt that. And he doesn't want a chance aggravating or re-aggravating that ankle knowing that they're going to need him in this case for the play-in tournament right now the Los Angeles Lakers shout out to all those people out there in Los Angeles right now the Lakers are sitting at the seventh seed a half game behind Portland for the sixth seed what's so significant about the next few games is in large part if Portland should lose and the Lakers win, that they would switch positions. And then Portland would be in the play-in tournament come next week. The Lakers obviously are trying to avoid the play-in tournament as if their lives depended on it. And and like I said, I don't blame LeBron for feeling the way that he does. I don't blame the fact that he feels as though he has to rest up for what's going to be the, the, the playoff run. Knowing him, And knowing how confident he is, perhaps maybe a bit overconfident, he has to believe that he's going to find himself in the playoffs with a chance to go to the finals. Now, I'm going to sit here and tell you, the commission is going to tell you, his chances of going to the finals are slim to none. And that's regardless of his condition, 
Anthony Davis's condition. This Laker team, a lot like my Boston Celtics team, has been a very shaky, subpar team to this point where even with the best players in the world on that team, I can't see how this particular team in L.A. has a shot of going to the finals. It really does come down to you that they can make the playoffs. We got to worry about the fact they can make the playoffs. Never mind the finals. It's, it's, a, it's a very big possibility that this Laker team could be in the playing tournament against the Golden State Warriors. Now, if you had to put money on that matchup right now, how many people outside of L.A. is going to be betting on the Lakers to advance? See, the thing is, I am a realist on top of so many other things. I'm a realist when I tell you that for what I see of the Lakers right now, they are doing their best to keep their faces above water. Because regardless if you have LeBron James or Anthony Davis, I know Schroeder's not there playing. I know there's other guys out there that are probably hurt with limited time. There is no cohesiveness. There is no gelling of amongst the players that are out there. It's a free-for-all. It's the play to survive. And I got to believe this whole season has been just like that. We play to survive. And for the Lakers and where they are right now, we are hoping and praying for all those that are fans. We're hoping and praying that LeBron James can muster up just enough manpower, along with Anthony Davis, on a day that he's relatively healthy, to go out there and be successful against Golden State. Because that's what it looks like it's going to end up being. I got to believe that the Trailblazers are going to do well enough to win the next few games, because I believe there's only two left, they'll win the next two games and solidify that succeed. And then you'll have to worry about what the Lakers do in the midst of what they're trying to do, which is to heal up their players in time for the play-in tournament. You look at Golden State, you know, Golden State is, is a team that you don't want to Golden State is a team that you don't want to single out. You, you don't want to just write off the Golden State Warriors because they have a chip on their shoulder as well. They're defending world champs as well. It's just the fact they haven't won in a few years. But let's face it, you still got Steph Curry, you still got Draymond Green. You still have players on that roster that can remember the golden years, no pun intended, when Golden State was on top of their reign. And they were in full control of the NBA. So what makes you think that, depending on where the game is played, which could be L.A. in this case, that they could just run rough shot over the Golden State Warriors? I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening in large part because the team is not at 80% or 90%. This team is struggling to win. And I've seen a lot of other teams this past week just struggle to win. I saw the Boston Celtics come on. The Boston Celtics, you're talking about a tragedy. This is a team that was in the Eastern Conference Finals just last season. And this team is fighting to make sure they can maintain the seventh seed. And I'm not going to go 
on a tangent about the Celtics. That's not what I'm trying to do. I was really co- concentrating on what load management means to me and to others out there that are listening. It's the mere fact that we need to rest up so that we have an opportunity to win at all costs. Survival the fittest. And for the Lakers, this is where we are. But it's interesting that if you listen to the media hype, if you listen to all the the people out there that are so high, so pro LA, they would, I, I would think that they would probably, they would probably just sit there, watch everything and still come up with the idea that LA will make the finals because you have LeBron James, but this is not the same LeBron James as last season. LeBron had three months to rest. This man might've had all of about three weeks to rest with a bad ankle. He comes out, he re-aggravates it. Now he's really biding the time before it's time for him to go out there and try the win for this team. Now, if he's gonna go out there and hop around on one leg and try to win, that would be phenomenal. That'd be, astonishing because this is what you would think at this case with LeBron James what options he has left this is all he can do he is not in any condition to go out there and put up 20 or 30 points if this man can give you 10 or 15 points with some rebounds and just manage the team to just go through four quarters perhaps even play defense this game against who could be the Golden State Warriors, then they could have a shot at being the seventh or eighth seed in the playoffs. But then this is when the inevitable sets in, because whether they're the seventh seed or the eighth seed, it's either going to be Utah or Phoenix in the seventh game series. Are we still feeling that comfortable by LA at that point? Interesting enough, when I was watching the game between the Lakers and the Knicks, both teams went into that game with a 38-30 and record. However, we're so quick to say, can the Knicks even make it through the first round of the playoffs? Excuse you. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't sit there and knock the Knicks for what they've done because you're still trying to glorify what the Lakers can't do at this point. The Knicks right now are sitting pretty at, I believe, the sixth seed going into the playoffs. And they still have an opportunity to clinch the fourth seed. The Knicks have done something that we haven't seen a team do in a long time. And that's proved a lot of naysayers wrong. Nobody gave the Knicks an opportunity to make the playoffs. And yet here we are talking about the fact that the Knicks may not even make it through the first round of the playoffs. Man, stop it. This is what I don't like about people that have to fill up their their minds with fluff and then place it on tabloids or in the internet and Twitter for people to read. The Knicks could win a playoff series. I'll go as far as to say they could possibly go as far as the Eastern Conference Finals. Why? Because they're playing with a strong urge and desire to win. And you've got players on that team that believe, in large part because of head coach Tom Thibodeau. Should he win coach of the year? Of course, it's up to the people that are voting. But this New York Nick team is phenomenal. They are outstanding. They're amazing to watch. 
and 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 they're playing dare i say with house money they're not there's not a lot of people out there with huge contracts uh multi-million dollar contracts these are some young men that they were able to put together to get them to believe play hard d shoot the lights out the gym and win games and because of that, they're going to be in the playoffs. And I could see them going far. I could see them challenging Brooklyn. I could see them challenging Philadelphia. Now, people are saying, well, what are you talking about? Philly's got uh, Embiid and Ben Simmons. But that didn't fear the Knicks. That doesn't fear the Knicks. I'm waiting for that opportunity for them to play against a Philadelphia team or even a Brooklyn team. Because my money, if I was a betting man, of course, my money would be on the Knicks and what they could possibly do to surprise more people and prove more people wrong. It's what they've been doing the entire season. Nobody thought they would come this far except for the people that have been rooting for the Knicks all this time. So I got to shout out all those Knicks fans, diehard fans that go back to the 70s when they won their first championship. I got to shout out all the Knicks fans that have seen these teams, these Knicks teams going to the playoffs and just come up short with a chance at the finals. If you were born sometime uh, in the 90s, sometime after 1990, you were able to see them go at least twice to the finals. You might have been a child, a baby. (laughs) You might not have been able to say a few words. But it's still the point that the Knicks have a golden opportunity in front of them to be successful, even more successful than the L.A. Lakers. Why aren't we talking about that? They, the, the, the Lakers barely beat the Knicks a few days ago, barely, by the skin of their teeth. Oh, but LeBron wasn't playing. Oh, but A.D. was hurt. Yeah, okay, so what? Would it made a difference? Were they going to blow the, 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 the doors off of the Knicks and and that game between L.A. What, do you think the Lakers were going to blow out the Knicks in the way they're playing right now if LeBron was help, healthy, if A.D. was healthy? Do we honestly believe that was going to happen? Because I don't think so. I strongly don't think the Lakers are that great of a team if they're struggling just to maintain the seventh seed. If that's the case, then Boston has all the chances in the world to do the same thing because they look like crap themselves. But yes, load management is something that needs to be heavily exercised regardless of what the fans want, regardless of what the fans feel they should have or deserve to see. I know a lot of fans want to see LeBron play, but LeBron's hurt. I know they want to see Anthony Davis play, but Anthony Davis is hurt. They may want to see uh, James Harden play. They may want to see a lot of other characters play, but let's face it. This is the only break they can get before the playoffs it was supposed to come during the all-star weekend that didn't happen so these players can take what they get so i don't blame them in their load management and for those that don't like the idea oh well suck it up the playoffs are starting next week regardless of what you feel about load management it could happen all again in the playoffs some guys may miss game two because they're hurt they may miss game three, depending on where they stand. Listen, this is where we are right now in 2021. It's real. People need time to heal. People need time to just rest. So you get it at the best way that you can. So says the commission. Uh, with the time I have, I want to talk a little bit about the MVP race. 
We're only a few days away from the end of the season. The season's coming to a close, I believe, sometime over the weekend. And I made the statement last week that I would love to see someone win the MVP title that you're really not putting a lot of stake on. The stakes right now may lean towards Nikola Jokic. And, and, and And I understand why Nikola Jokic is the heavy favorite. And, and shout out to him if he's listening. Jokic has every right in the world to be the MVP this season, just based on what he's done with himself, with the team, you know, allowing them to be in a position where they can go to playoffs. Nikola Jokic is averaging 26 points a game, nearly 11 rebounds with eight assists a game. Now, of course, there are other players out there that are averaging something similar to that. But he's the reason why he should be MVP because of the consistency with the team of which they lost Jamal Murray a few months ago and still managed to have this team in the running for the playoffs. And if you look on, if you're a betting person, I, I keep saying this because I'm trying to make reference regarding people that have put their stakes, their money, on who's going to be MVP. According to DraftKings Sportsbook, Nikola Jokic is the heavy favorite at minus 2,000. Then there's Joel Embiid at plus 1,300. Stephen Curry at plus 2,000. Giannis Antetokounmpo at plus 4,000. Luka Doncic at plus 8,000. Damian Lillard at plus 8,000. Chris Paul at plus 8,000. James Harden at plus 10,000 and LeBron James at plus 10,000. You know what name is missing from that list? Of the names that are on this list right now, I gave you about eight names. The one name that should be on this list I'm going to show some love, some props to right now is Mr. Russell Westbrook. Anybody Has anybody been paying attention to the NBA season this year? I got to ask that question. If you're a fan of the Wizards, or if you're a fan of the D.C. area, and you're heavy on the Washington team, shout out to all those people out there in Washington, D.C. If you've been paying any attention, any attention to the Wizards this year, this was a team, if you could think about it, lost John Wall in a trade. He goes to Houston. Russell Westbrook goes to Washington, which at the time probably didn't make any sense whatsoever but the trade is made and 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 maybe it was better for russell at that point we just didn't know it for what the the houston rockets had left at that time after getting rid of james harden we just knew that a lot would have to be riding on russell westbrook to get that houston rockets team in a position to perhaps make the playoffs and then lo and behold here we go the trade is made and it sends Harden, excuse me, it sends John Wall to Houston and Russell Westbrook to Washington. Of which at that point in time, the question really became just how good Washington could be. And let's face it, we saw a lot of those games that Washington played and and, and, and it didn't really look as though Washington really had the guys that they needed to 
persevere within this season. And for anybody that watched the first half of the season, you pretty much wrote off Washington. Because what was the point? For every game they won, they would lose three. So it was an uphill battle for Washington to try to try to win. But then something happened somewhere between here to Washington, D.C. in that arena. For some reason, somehow or another, Russell Westbrook started playing his game. He started playing Russell Ball. Now, I'm labeling it Russell Ball. Nobody else has got to do that. The commission's going to call it Russell Ball. Westbrook goes into this, this season averaging nearly 22 points in a little over 36 minutes averaging a little over 11 rebounds and 11 assists. This is a man that you did not think, if he was a player in Houston, he would even come close to these numbers. But because of these numbers he put up every night, 22 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists, it made the team better. It gave the team a chance to win. And in the process, you see Bradley Beal. Shout out to Bradley Beal. This guy's averaging 31 points in 35 minutes a game. Listen, Russell Russell Westbrook made the Wizards better, and he made Bradley Beal better. Now, you can say Bradley Beal's an all-star. He didn't need Russell. Listen, hold on a second. Who else was going to get that ball from Russell? Russell could have given it to anybody, which he did which is the reason why he's Mr. Triple-Double right now, breaking the title that Oscar Robson had for over 40 years. But it's the fact that Russell did everything in his power to make sure this team had a fighting chance to even compete. Never mind if they had a chance to play in the play-in tournament, which looks to be the case. They got to win the last two games with a shot to play in the play-in tournament. But it's still the fact that Russell carried this team, practically carried this team on his back to the point where we're even talking about how relevant this Wizards team is. Can they make it to the playoffs and play against a Philly team and a Brooklyn team? I don't think so. That's always the possibility. But you're talking about the most valuable player in the league right now and what he's done best for that team what a chance to even compete in the playoffs is why you gotta mention Russell Westbrook's name. You have to. He is the most valuable player to that team. Thus, he would have to be the most valuable player this season. Nobody else put up the numbers that he did or even came remotely close. But we're willing we're ready to coin or we're actually ready to uh, crown Jokic the MVP. We're ready to uh, crown uh, Embiid, Curry, and Anticoop. Come on, stop it. These are all great players, and they all did a great job this season. But no one did a better job than Russell Westbrook this past season. Nobody. Bradley Bill would be the first one to say thank you, Russell, for all you've done, in large part because of the numbers he put up. Maybe a few points shy of having the scoring title for this season behind Steph Curry, Bradley Bill. Russell Westbrook, still one of the best backcourts in the league. I would like to see them play well in the, in the playing tournament. I got to believe they will because now they have something more to prove than what they've done this year. So says the commission. Don't have much time left. I know I will be talking more about the playoffs next week. I, I, I intend to. There's going to be some great matchups. 
coming up soon. I, I believe the playoffs actually start sometime after Memorial Day. We're, we're in mid-May. I mean, we're now in mid-May. This is it. So we got the playing tournament next week, and then we can worry about the playoffs after that. It will be amazing. It'll be something to talk about next time on this mic when we're talking about the NBA playoffs. This is the Kneel Down Podcast. I have been the host of Commission. I want to thank everybody out there again for listening to the show. It means a lot to me. I want to shout out all those people that are going to be rooting for their teams in the playoffs. I'm going to name them all next week when I'm on here again. But until that day, that wonderful, glorious day before the playoffs, I want to say peace and love to all those out there listening. Stay safe this weekend. Have a great weekend. Get vaccinated. I'm out.